It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Welcome in, everybody. It's your Friday morning edition of a numbers game for VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and the DraftKings Network. I'm Ben Wilson, live from Las Vegas Bar, Canada at the D downtown. We're hanging out. My producer, Kelly Bidlin, sitting right next to me. And Kelly, nice little NBA night for you last night, even though you had the uh, the old whack-a-mole of trying to get in front of uh, <laughs> Injury Newsway. What's new in the association? So good night there. A big college basketball upset as Wazoo sweeps Arizona. And we've got a lot to talk about today with a whole lot of NBA. We'll get into some NFL talk as well. Our risers and fallers are, you know, our, our very early thoughts of that, Kelly, in 2024. And this hour, Will Hill, VEASAN contributor, joins us to talk some college hoops at uh, 1030 Eastern. So I was it's funny, I was thinking of you, you bought, you bought off your magic position uh, while we were on the show yesterday, but well, Kelly, hot on hot on the uh, draw there. You got right back on when uh, Donovan Mitchell was ruled out there for Cleveland. So job well done as the magic went out, right, is what, closing five-point dogs yeah, there? Yeah, it was like five, five and a half. I was able to grab a five and a half, but yeah, it was the... You know, we were sitting here doing the show yesterday, and it was okay. Mitchell always had the questionable tag, uh, and then and then Bancaro p- pops up as an illness. That's when I bought off. Didn't think he was going to play. He ends up going, and then Mitchell gets ruled out. That settles in at like five, five and a half. So yeah, I got back on that. And then the uh, Warriors last night made that pretty easy against the Lakers. They nice did. little two and zero oh night out. Nice, out nice little, yep. nice, yeah, nice little two and zero. Oh. Uh, it's just yet another night in the NBA, and it was a big night for the MVP candidates. It's funny we had the whole conversation about Shea Gilchrist-Alexander, what has to happen for SGA, even though the stats and the team success basically right up there with what Nikola Jokic and Denver's doing, you figured, okay, there there is a clear path, though, for SGA as about plus 210 as the second favorite in the MVP race to close that gap pretty easily and convincingly. And he did his part last night. I mean, 31 points, dishes out eight assists, and the Thunder were were the right side the whole way. They uh, pummel the Clippers in the first game out of the break, 129 to 107. The issue is, Kelly, there's that guy named Nikola Jokic who is a (laughs) triple-double machine, and he got to face one of the worst defenses in the NBA in Washington and uh, was basically uh, able to sleepwalk his way to a 21-19-15 game last night. So no movement at all on your odds board, but it was a really impressive showing from SGA and an OKC team who finished the... That that pre All Star break, Kelly, little bit, a little bit weak. The against the spread numbers finally started to dip, but they prove they are still a force to be reckoned with in the West. Yeah, uh, first I'll just bring up Jokic. Uh, all those those numbers you just mentioned while going 100 percent from the field. Yes, the guy is a yeah. special special player. There's no doubt about that. But man, that that SGA little elbow jumper. Is one of the purest things just in sports right now. I mean, he and when he spots up to take that shot, it, it is. It feels like it's going in ninety five percent of the time. He just gets a little bit of separation, pulls up. It's that uh, special, special player, and that was a, as you said, Ben, a, a dominant, dominant performance against a, a fully healthy Clippers team that. Um, I, I took something away from that game last night where it was. I, I thought that was a big time spot for two teams that 
I think the market views differently with this Clippers and Thunder team when we look at what futures odds really are. Uh, even though we're talking about very similar records, a lot more belief from the odds makers in a Clippers team, and understandably why, uh, than there is in a Thunder team. And man, the Thunder just handled them easily last night. Uh, in that game. So, um, look, something to, something to keep an eye on going forward. You and I were talking before the show. I did add a, uh exacta uh, bet this morning on the Celtics to beat the Thunder in there the NBA go. Finals. I think that there is... Gil and I talked about it a lot through the NFL season with the Niners doing that, being able to... When you thought there was one team kind of in one conference, being able to pair up a few different exactas with them. And I really think that we're, that's what we're starting to do, uh, have play out here in the NBA with the, with the Celtics in the East. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to look for some of these teams in the West as they maybe drift a little bit over these next couple months to add them, add them to that portfolio along the way. So yeah. Thunder's the first bet. Got that at 40 to 1. And added, we'll see. That's see a great number. Out. If you're just doing the, you know, that's basically just a parlay of the two conference champions. Celtics plus 115 right now. Thunder down to 9 to 1. So if you parlay those together, you're getting about 20 to 1. Mm-hmm. You're getting double the price on that ticket, Kelly. So nicely yep. done, purely from the uh, from the math perspective there. With that loss, too, the Clippers actually slipped now back behind. It's you know, We're kind of quibbling here. It's very small movements, but Clippers go from slight favorites to in the West ahead of the Nuggets. They're now slight second choice as of today, plus 260 Nuggets, up to plus 255 on that as well. They really only shift in the MVP market because the top two basically stayed the same, but Luka Doncic did have a big night as well. Can't forget about Massive, Luka. Yeah. Guy's still, uh, still a unit, and Dallas a lot of talk about could the Mavs make a really big surge here down the home stretch and they got off to a great start last night big matchup against the Suns two teams at full strength and Dallas was really good especially Doncic goes no for 41 uh, yeah that's right not not quite full strength for the Suns Doncic 41 points nine boards 11 assists last night and yeah. he's down to plus 650 here Giannis did drift a little bit he didn't play last night for the Bucks. he's now 10 to 1. Yeah it's an uh, interesting movement it's going to be We've talked a lot about it a lot over the past week and a half, but I think that the yeah, I mean, look, is there a path to Luca winning this award? Yeah, it's just this. It's going to go hand in hand with how this Dallas team finishes the regular season, and it's going to be. It's going to mean playing well out of that play play in tournament area, and I think they got to get to about the. I mean, I think the five seed before we really start even considering yeah. Luca, probably. Um, but man, the numbers are special that he's putting up, and I I do agree with what you're hearing from a lot of other people that this is the moves they made at the trade deadline were extremely impactful. The Grant Williams experiment was an absolute disaster. You're able to get him off the team. I, I don't know how much you watched, if anything, of that game last night, Ben. But like Daniel Gafford was just so it, it was so apparent the impact he was having on that team and on that game last night. And they have this. Real rotation of bigs that they're going to be able to utilize going forward. Derek Lively has been absolutely awesome. The rookie out of Duke. Um, that, that team, it's one to look out for. This West, man, it is just crowded right now. It is crowded. And I understand. I understand why people are falling in love with Luka MVP. Uh, he's putting up these monster games. But I, I do think it's still going to depend on that team's success that they're going to find, have to find here uh, towards the end and of the regular It's season. such a fascinating rotation, too, because you watch some Mavs games and you're just like, wait, this is a team that could be a c- c- contender? Yeah. But then they, you know, and, and you're like, you're, you're I mean, I, I've always been in a, you know, I've always liked Maxi Kleba, but it's like, man, this guy's playing a whole lot of minutes for a team that is viewed as a contender and then you have some nights like last night where as you say Kelly it all comes together you have the role guys who are stepping up and finding ways to contribute and all of a sudden it feels really balanced even though on the surface you go okay it's Doncic it's Irving yeah who else yeah and that's what makes them kind of this wild card right yeah it really does uh yeah I mean Tim Hardaway right he's up there in the uh six man of the year race um right now but you're right I mean for, when it comes to scoring pure scoring you're relying on a lot on those three guys that that, that is for sure um gonna be interesting to see how this Western Conference changes out because there are some good teams and I think a couple teams that just take you know if they can take that next step and I think that is Dallas that's Phoenix right like if they can Phoenix and get a little defense put together stay healthy like that team's as scary as anybody um and when you're talking you're just talking about Luka Doncic with the best team he's probably ever had around him like that's a scary thought I think for anybody that's going to possibly face them uh in the west a lot of movements still to come on the western conference odds we will dive into our division odds in our next segment because there are some very tasty numbers that are still out there with 
25 or so games left in the regular season. We'll talk about that next before Will Hill joins us to talk some college hoops uh, coming up at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. News of the day, and we will have some NFL talk later on. Kelly talking about our risers and fallers, at least our very first iteration of this for the 2024 season. Uh, first news of the contract restructuring element here comes out of Seattle, where uh, the Seahawks, who are projected to be over the cap, just barely. It's not a you know, huge deal, but there is a lot of reshuffling here. You have a new head coach, new OC, a lot of change there in Seattle, but at least for now, the quarterback will stay the same in Geno Smith, who converts his roster bonus of almost $10 million into a signing bonus to help create about $5 million in salary cap space in 2024. That from ESPN's Field Yates coming out yesterday. So his cap hit drops about $5 million uh, this year, although in 2025, it will escalate on the cap hit. At least for now, though, this makes sense. Kelly, there's a lot of decisions Seattle has to make some high-priced uh, guys here, including a Jamal Adams type they have to make a decision on, some other players at the back end. And it creates an interesting setup now because you go, what Geno Smith are you getting in 2024 after he wildly overachieved based on expectations in 2022? Definitely took a step back, though, was more like a bottom half of the league quarterback in 23. And the Seahawks, with this move now, are, are committed to him. But it's also an interesting team going forward. Yeah, I, I mean, I think for from a Geno perspective, a, a no-brainer, right? Like, it gives you an opportunity to stick around with a team, um, you know, at least for another year. Uh, of where you're likely you're going to be the starting quarterback and you have all those weapons around you on the offensive side. I think a no brainer by by him, because I don't know how many other starting, you know, starting jobs he'd truly be considered for uh, at this point. And who knows? I mean, who knows if he makes it through the whole season there in Seattle with uh, with that starting kick next year. But it's a tough team, man. It's a, we often talk about it, but those quarterbacks, either you got to. Hall of Famer, you know, or the guy on the rookie deal and kind of everybody else in between. It's hard to figure out. And that's kind of where Seattle's stuck at right now. And it's just the thing, too, where you have an aging Tyler Lockett. I mean, he's yep. sold a lot of money. Jamal Adams can't stay on the field. 24 games missed last two seasons. He's owed a lot of money. And you now you go past the you end the Pete Carroll regime as head coach and somewhat surprisingly without there was no buzz whatsoever. He would be leading leaving. And now it's all right. What are you getting out of a new head coach? First time head coach and Mike McDonald, who is viewed as this uh, extremely uh, talented and uber elite defensive mind. You go new OC and it's like all the question marks, Kelly. I, I, I imagine that did not fit uh, end up on the list for either of us as far as rises or fallers, just because there's so many unknowns yeah, no. for Seattle. I mean, they are a total wild card. Uh, you could you could tell me uh, pretty much any outcome would happen in 2024 and i'd say yeah that's plausible uh, you know i think it's going to depend on what happens this offseason if we see a lot of those guys leave then i think i'm with you on that statement otherwise it, you know if we see some of those guys return i don't really know how likely jamal adams is that seems like too much of a salary yeah. cap uh, just issue to get rid of him but yeah let's say Lockett returns you get that same kind of core wide receivers coming back I mean, yeah, seven through ten wins is it feels like the spot they'll always be in kind of with that core. It's just, are they really ever going to be that much better than that? I don't right. really know. Yeah, on the, on the surface, you go, okay, new OC and Ryan Grubb, who's a super aggressive, pass-happy offensive attack, and you're going, all right, you have DK Metcalf, you have Jackson Smith, and right. Jigba. Uh, Tyler Lockett might have another couple years left in the tank. That could be really, really good. Then you look at the offensive line that was among the league's worst last year, and you're going, well, how can you have that attack if you can't keep Geno Smith upright? And that was a big source of his regression in 2023. That's the first part of our NFL conversation today. We'll discuss a little bit later uh, in the hour, our risers and fallers for 2024. But up next, some interesting numbers that are attackable in the NBA division markets. Three different divisions we'll look at. Still very much up for grabs in the NBA season as we're just getting started. Friday edition of a numbers game. is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus I'm John Seifer and I'm Jerry O'Shea we spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracy Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. 
Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, if you haven't already, check out vsin.com. Brand new site with a fresh look, enhanced navigation, mobile first focused, improved functionality, and expanded educational content. Right now, articles from both our two of our three NBA writers, Zach Cohen, Jonathan Von Tobel, and uh, Kelly Bidlin. I say two of the writers because you've been busy on air, Kelly. So we've got uh, Zico on the Eastern Conference evaluations, the All Star break, JVT talking Western Conference evaluations, and you right now are talking divisional odds. Uh, so we've got it all covered, all, all, all hands on deck there That's in right. the NBA. We are. Let's go. A lot of these divisions up for grabs, man. There's, uh, there's, there's three. I mean, there's three right now where, you know, the favorite, and it's pretty wild this late in the year, favorites anywhere from minus 120 to minus 330 or so, which, you know, by no means are those locked up by, uh, by any sense of the imagination. And we can dive into those right now. We have three division odds to talk about. Uh, starting with the uh, first one we'll go to is in the central where because of the strength of schedules here, and I, and I also think just because of the, the general negative narrative surrounding the Milwaukee Bucks, Bucks have, have dropped all the way to plus 220 now in the Central Division. Cavaliers were a very popular, uh, sort, sort of respected money bet here over the previous month or so, and they were still behind in the standings. But as you look at it today, coming out of the break, and you know, it's, it's interesting how after... Uh, last night, Cleveland had you know the late injuries uh, to end up losing that game. Were originally as high as eight and a half point favorites before Donovan Mitchell misses. They had won, uh, had been in really really good form. They've still won eight of ten, even including the loss last night. Two game lead over the Bucks, who go three and seven in Doc Rivers' first ten games. Bucks have the third toughest strength of schedule now, Kelly, rest of the year. But I can't help but think that number just feels long on on the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that I still believe has a lot of general shortcomings that will get exposed in the playoffs. But they are still really poised to find some ways to have cohesion, whether it's Damian Lillard. You don't you don't assume he's going to shoot 30 percent, Kelly, from three for the rest of the season and which he's been in that slump over the past month or so. Yeah. And the way that they're playing Giannis so hard every night. I feel like Milwaukee is still super live, even with a tough schedule, that at plus 220, uh, it has gone a little bit too far the other way after there was so much pro-Cleveland sentiment in the market. Yeah, I mean, for, for everybody who listens to this show, they know I'm Mr. Milwaukee. Uh, this is this is tough. This team is tough right now. I think, I think it starts with the game tonight. I, I, that is the – we're going to talk about our bets later in the show, but that uh, they're, they're playing the Timberwolves tonight. My, my numbers say that is a bet all day on the Minnesota Timberwolves at that current number, three and a half, four uh, of, of what you of, of what you got out there. And I, I just can't bring myself to make the bet, mm. Ben, because, you know, I, I do believe that Milwaukee's going to turn this around at some point and, and coming straight out of the All-Star break is probably a really, really good time to, uh, to get this going. Um, but it's it's going one of two ways with them, right? Like it is going to go in. It's going to go into the tank real, real quick, real bad, real ugly with this team. If this stuff continues with Doc, he needs to keep his mouth shut. Um, you know, if Dame keeps shooting his 
poorly as he has. I, that is one of the most of everything that people have talked about the Bucks. The, the Damian Lillard laying a complete egg factor uh, seems to be just getting glossed over. And it, it, like you said, his past couple months have been absolutely terrible. Um, looking at it, what he's doing shooting numbers wise, and, and the guys that are comparable to him, or, or guys that are shooting better than him this year, it's pretty incredible. Um, I think with this though, you do have. For this central division race, like I'm with you, where I would probably be leaning towards the Bucks um, at this number, you're basically at a market high with the Cavaliers right now, right? That was part of the reason why I bet bet against them last night. Just the spreads that you're going to be seeing with the Cavs right now, I think we've gotten to the point where they're probably a, a little bit, a little bit too high for what this team actually is and what numbers they're laying and stuff. Um, they've played incredible basketball these past couple months. There's no, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from them. I think they just kind of hit the ceiling of where they're at yeah. playing-wise, whereas the Bucks, well, I don't think we've seen that yet. I don't even think we've seen the be- nearly the best version of this team yet. So, um, it's a gamble. I mean, you've got you've got the, this small runway left. The Cavs do have the tiebreaker over the Bucks uh, if that does need to come into play. Um but yeah, if I had to bet it one way, it would be the Milwaukee Bucks. That's for sure. Do you dare wait here with Cleveland, uh, the four-point favorites tonight against the Embiid, less 76ers? It is the second half of a back-to-back, mm-hmm. but you expect to get some pieces back for Cleveland tonight. And then Milwaukee does have a really tough first assignment out of the break, four-point dogs at Minnesota. If you wanted to really play it that way, Kelly, and you, you kind of gamble a little bit, you could even get a plus 250 if you know Bucks dropped to three games back after time, yeah, maybe even longer. It's a good point, because as, as much as I still think this team is live, like it, for me to start betting on it, I gotta, I'm going to have to see it a little bit here first. That's so yeah. I, I think I would rather bet. This might be a bet I end up adding at some point. But it, it, it's probably going to be at a worse number when I actually see Milwaukee starting to put some of this stuff together, finally, both, on both sides of the ball. Will the Doc Rivers uh, experiment, will it finally uh, come to fruition, at least in a positive way for Milwaukee after that 3-7 and seven start? Other division of the three here that is really fascinating to me, Kelly, we have a basically a coin flip toss-up right now going on with the Magic and the Heat at the moment. Uh, we have Miami at minus 120, Magic minus 105 right now as we sit. What's fascinating about this is these are two teams with the three easiest strength of schedules rest of the year. You we and it's funny we both gave out in season win totals yesterday. I gave out Miami over forty five and a half in season. Kelly, you gave over Magic forty five and a half. <laughs> so right. uh, this is, feels like a number that's very very accurate right now. <laughs> uh, we both like where each of these teams are at, and considering the schedules they get to face, and it was a huge uh, boon too for the Magic getting that upset win last night over Cleveland. At, at one point again, was as high as eight and a half point dogs in that game. So for me, this feels really fair on a number. The actual standings right now. Now, as we sit, uh, the Heat at the moment here are are technically uh, behind a half game after that Magic win last night. Uh, so it feels fair to me. Any angle you look at on that division side? Yeah, this is uh, this is the one I'd be closest to betting it. I'm gonna actually be shopping shopping around this afternoon. It would be on the Orlando Magic side. Uh, that is, uh, it's a bet I regret I didn't make at the start of the season. Um, and uh, I thought Atlanta was going to be way more live in this division than they ended up being. Um, it's a bet I regret not making at the beginning of the season. I think at this price point, uh, it's probably a bet. And shop around. Like, I, I was looking even this morning. There are plus, like, I saw a plus 120 out there on Orlando. I think that's probably a bet. They're a half game up on the Heat. They have the easiest schedule remaining. I, you just, you're talking about two teams that, um, you know, Orlando, they hit a bit of a skid when they had some injuries. Franz Wagner out of the lineup. He's back in. They're playing much better ball recently. Um, and, and, and this Miami Heat team just continues to struggle throughout the course of the regular season. And, and could that change when they get to the playoffs again? Well, we saw it a year ago uh, that it absolutely did. So wouldn't be shocked. But, they, you know, how the rest of this regular season plays out, you're going to have those, both of those teams fighting to a, try to avoid the play-in tournament. Should be really competitive. But I think if you're giving me the magic and you can get plus money out there. If I can get plus money on the Magic, yeah, I think I'm going to end up being a small bet for me And it's, it's funny, too, what the odds tell you. I mean, these are two teams that are 7th and 8th right now in the East, would both be in the play-in tournament, yet Philadelphia with the Embiid injury, they're minus 285 to participate in the play-in tournament. Yeah. So the view is Philadelphia, I was only got a couple-game cushion right now on both those teams, is very, very likely to slip down there. 
And then it becomes, you know, you're kind of quibbling with numbers here, Kelly. Do you rather play, if you like the Magic, do you go Heat plus 155 to participate in the play-in tournament? Or do you take that minus 105, or if you can find like an even money plus 105 number um, on the Magic? Is the 50 cents worth it to you? For context here, Indiana's minus 110 to be in the play-in tournament. They're just ahead of the Heat right now in the standings, and that's kind of viewed to be the, the coin toss team who's had a whole lot of variance this year with the way they play. Yeah, I think that the... It all depends on the number. It's a good point. You could easily play both of those. Um, I'm not too worried about the Miami Heat, you know, like slipping out of the play-in tournament. Uh, right. But, there, you, you know, there is there is a possibility of that stuff going on still. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that, that is uh, – I think I'd probably, if you were just that confident in the magic, like I am heads up against the heat, I'd, you look at it a lot like golf betting. I'd rather just play the heads up matchup with, you know, basically you're taking out some other variables. Yes, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. One other division to get into and what a performance it was for the Dallas Mavericks last night, who, as we update the standings, you're coming into today now uh, with that win Mavs. A game back in New Orleans. Mavs have won seven straight. Pelicans winning four uh, going into the break. And uh, Dallas plus 150 right now down the stretch. You look at the remaining strength of schedules. Dallas with one of the uh, 10 easiest schedules for the rest of the way. Pelicans one of the 10 toughest. They are 10th officially on that strength of schedule. And it kind of goes into, A, how much do you believe in this Magic co- uh, this Mavericks cohesion continuing? And B, how uh, much do you really uh, value that strength of schedule as well? It certainly gives an edge there to Dallas down the home stretch. Yeah, this one would be a stay away from me just because I don't really know how much I trust either the Pelicans or the Mavericks. Also, I'm a big Zion guy. I like this Pelicans team. When they are clicking, I think they are a very, very dangerous team. We've just seen so much inconsistency with both of these teams uh, throughout the course of the season. I know there's a lot. There's a couple sharp guys I respect that have been betting this Mavericks division uh, price uh, you know, right around here and over the past couple weeks, they've been, uh, they've been betting it ever since the trade deadline. I get it. I understand. I'm just I'm just not fully there on Dallas yet when I know what the potential is of New Orleans and what they can do. So I, I get it. I understand why some people are betting the Mavericks. For me, though, this this one's a pass. There are going to be some amazing series prices in the really West. Is, I mean, yeah. if we get, say, like Timberwolves, Warriors round one. Thunder Suns round one. Oh yeah, you got th- Thunder Clippers Suns. Mavericks round one. Yeah, Thunder Suns round one at like a minus one ten each side. Yeah. Like that, that's going to be the serious seven. price. Yeah, yeah exactly. For a two yeah, what, seven. what would the Clippers and Mavs price be right now? Clippers minus two fifty. I feel like there, I could see, I could see a lot of people wanting to bet Dallas. I could also see people laying the series spread with the Clippers. Yeah. I could do that both way. Nuggets, Pelicans would be your four or five if the season ended today. But we figure all that is subject to change over the final uh, couple months here of this regular season. We've got Will Hill coming up next, Vison analyst who's got a potpourri of selections for us across a multitude of sports. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns in every game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That is VSIN.com slash pro. Tough night for me last night, Kelly. The uh, Bearcats with a K got me. Nah. Anytime you bet against the Bearcats with a K west of the Mississippi <laughs> and a day ending in Y, you're asking for trouble. So, uh, New Mexico State laying an egg last night is a home dog. Uh, um, told you to throw out the record books when those two yeah, teams meet. you got to throw out the, of course, throw out the, uh, that was part of the handicap, throwing out the old record books. Uh, let's welcome in our guy, Will Hill. Speaking of college basketball, he's got a, I, I meant, you know, thank you, Will, for giving me an excuse to use the word potpourri on the show today, because that's really what you have as far as the plays uh, today. Will from the Bear Bets podcast, VC contributor, recently survived his first year on the Mega pod with Gil Alexander. Great to see you again, pal. Ben, what's going on? Yeah, it's been a while. I was trying to think of the last time I was on with you. I think it was during the summer. We were sweating preseason total uh, preseason teasers. Uh, we tr- were trying to middle preseason teasers. So, yeah, it, it's been a minute. What's going on? Those 10 point uh, preseason teasers, Kelly, when, when, <laughs> with the totals at like uh, 32. Yeah, yeah nothing yeah, like yeah. Uh, so great. Uh, I'm not missing it yet, but oh, man, give it about four months. I think we'll all be uh, craving that time. to uh, roll around again. <laughs> A 100 percent of that. Well, for now, at least we get to focus at least, you know, you and I will. We're 
we're doing a lot of college basketball right now as we, we kind of go here down the home stretch. Just as far as the last night, we didn't really touch on it early here in the show, but Arizona loses again to Wazoo That is the Cougars sweep the Arizona Wildcats in that series. Wazoo was a 13, 13 and a half point dog last night. Where are you at right now on an Arizona team that was viewed to be a legit contender, but that has stubbed their toe a few times now in Pac-12 play? Yeah, strange team. They've had, like you said, a bunch of these performances. Like, look, Washington State, this wasn't the worst performance. You lose by three to a solid Washington State team. Um, it's not the worst of their performances. I mean, at Stanford, uh, some of their other games where they just no-show. I don't know, because I was ready to buy in. I was ready to say, hey, they have the rebounding, the size, the athleticism to hang with any of these teams and maybe win it. I think maybe they've gotten a bad rap in March where, all right, last year versus Princeton was bad, but I think a couple years ago there were some other things going on, you know, whispers of, uh, of them having COVID, that game against Houston where they didn't play well, I'm ready to buy back in. And then they have a performance like that where, boy, if you if you money line Washington State, both halves, you had a nice night. Not only did they win the game, but they win the first half, win the second half, and, and win the game. Not ready to count them out. Uh, again, that's not – they're a little like Kentucky where – you just there's so much talent, but you wouldn't be surprised if they're standing there in the national championship game that Monday night. You wouldn't be surprised if they lose in the sure. first round. There's just a myriad of results where nothing they can do can surprise you because their highs are so high and their lows are so low. And how many teams can you say that about in 2024? There's a, a whole so true. swath right now. Arizona dropping to 12 to one now on the futures board. Uh, still fourth tied for fourth betting favorite with Tennessee, at least on the board right now. Uh, we'll go into the card for tonight as well as tomorrow. Line's not out yet, uh, Will, for tomorrow. But I have to think you have this UConn spot. They're hosting Villanova. The Ken Palm number's 10. But are you imagining this thing opens a little bit higher than that, given the situational angle here for UConn, having just been blasted on the road at Creighton first loss in 2024 midweek? I'm hoping it's either a dozen or less. I don't think it'll be 10. I think they're going to build in some. Uh, bounce back for, for UConn, the motivation there. I think that will be built in. UConn's become a public team. They're coming off a loss. So I don't know, 11 and a half, maybe get to a dozen. I hope it's not more than that. I'm going to be looking at UConn. UConn's going to roll. I think they've been a machine at home, like it's coming off of a loss where, I mean, I, I'm somewhere between, hey, that's a forgivable loss. And maybe maybe we were crying a little too early. I mean, both can be true. They could still be the best team. And maybe we were crying yeah. a little too early. But uh, I think this is a good matchup for them. Villanova can't shoot. UConn's got a size advantage. UConn's going to get every rebound again they've killed people at home i think uconn gets a big lead runs out and wins this game by you know 15 20 points i, I don't like laying numbers like this but uh, i'll do it here i think uconn rolls as uconn uh, right now still 24 and 3 14 and 2 in biggie's play despite that loss midweek at creighton as will hill joins us right now on a numbers game talking a little bit of everything we start here on the college basketball front and we go to the ivy league tonight because you've got plays will yale cornell tight line there uh, as we go to uh, ithaca what do you like in the ivy yeah, this is the game of the night. I don't know why they do this in college basketball where you have like a dozen games on a Friday night, then like 200 games on a Saturday. I'm trying to think in past years if it's been this um, lopsided in terms of the games. I feel like they could do a better job where you just have these empty Friday night slates. So again, this is the game of the night. This is for first place in the Ivy. Uh, I'm just going to go with Cornell, the home team here on the money line. You get minus 130, minus 135. Of course, shop around. I don't want to mess around with the two. I wouldn't be surprised if this closes two and a half. I don't know that we'll get to a three. To me, these teams are just dead even and I'll take the home court here. These are two good teams. These are two. Whoever wins this Ivy and obviously it's a one bid league, but whoever wins and comes out of this tournament in a few weeks is going to be very dangerous in the tournament. Both these teams uh, are very well coached. Both these teams can give you fits in the tournament. So winning a game, maybe winning two games is not impossible. Look, we saw Princeton do it last year. Uh, being the one seed, not a huge advantage in the Ivy because it's a four team tournament. It, you're not playing for home court. You're not playing for buys. It's one versus four, two versus three. Um, you, you know, you do avoid Princeton in the first round. If you're the one seed and Princeton's a good team, there's a little bit of a drop off there. Where I think Harvard's in fourth place. So there is an advantage to being one. It's not, uh, you know, it's not the end of the world if you finish two, because again, you're going to probably get, these teams are probably going to meet in the title game regardless, but I think Cornell at home gets it done. I just think these are even teams. The bigger the game, the more, the, the more, um, you know, it, it, advantageous home court is. And I just think home court will rule here. I think Cornell wins a tight yeah. game. It's pronounced Colonel, by the way, Will. Highest rank in the military, <laughs> all right, in case you weren't uh, aware. And that three Ivy League highest teams. Highest rank uh, in the Ivy. There you go. 
in the Ivy. Three teams in the top 100, though. It, I mean, the Ivy's been amazing. Princeton makes the Sweet yeah. 16 run last year and uh, you know, go, goes deep in the big dance. And now you got three teams, top 100 and overall efficiency ratings there. Did Fr- Princeton you know. make the Sweet 16? I know they beat Arizona in the first round. Who did they beat in the yeah. second round? <laughs> I would know because they beat my alma mater <laughs> with the Missouri Tigers. I had been beat them convincingly <laughs> in round two, which was like the I'm most, sorry, quint- the most quintessential uh, Mizzou result ever. Kelly told me to do it. Kelly told me to do that. <laughs> also, I want to go back to the Friday night Thanks scheduling thing. Uh, yeah. Isn't it always? It's always Ivy League, and then I, I just had to look it up. But I'm pretty sure Manhattan has played yeah, yeah. on every single Friday night during college basketball the season Ma- yeah, for like the past 17 years. When I, you know, I would actually was joking about this will off air with Kelly yesterday. When I was not invited to high school parties, I would sit in uh, it with my dad and we'd watch Metro Atlantic <laughs> Athletic Conference games on ESPNU. It was awesome, great Friday night tradition. Didn't yeah, get any trouble. Get a older, that's a nice little date night. You sit around, you know, <laughs> have a nice meal, and you watch the Jaspers go at it. <laughs> Tonight we get a uh, Fairfield and Quinnipiac, uh, which is a, a great one. Uh, Quinnipiac uh, favored by three there. Uh, well, let's transition a little bit. We uh, we've got baseball now. Spring training uh, games started yesterday. We've got a first full weekend here of spring training uh, action on the card here. And you are looking at the New York Mets as we have win totals now out. Those numbers have started to move here with all the different moving parts with the offseason acquisitions. Where do you stand here on the Metropolitans heading into 2024? I like the Mets under. I think it's moved at most books from 82 and a half to 80 and a half. So we'll just call it 80 and a half. It's interesting, though. These books have so much to do with college basketball, NBA, player props, NFL draft, NFL. When you get a news like, hey, Senga, who's the Mets only good pitcher, is hurt and it might be serious. Who knows? He's not going to be ready for opening day. Who knows when he'll be back? The books are not always quick to move. That's worth uh, a few wins, especially when he's your only good pitcher. So keep that in mind when you see this news. Sometimes it's actionable. Sometimes the books are slow to the punch. So it's so important to just be nimble with this stuff and react accordingly. Again, a lot of people don't want to tie up their money. We're sitting here in the middle of February. Even if you win, it's not going to get paid out until October. But I, I like the under here. I, I like their everyday team with Nimmo, Alonzo, Lador. Uh, Alvarez is going to be a big time player. They just have no pitching. And that's a bad division to have no pitching in. I mean, the uh, the Joey Lacessis of the world, Adrian Hauser, maybe yeah. get something out of Severino. Good luck with that. Uh, Tyler McGill. I mean, there's just, there's uh, Quintana. That's not good pitching. And you have 20 28 games against the Braves and the Phillies. Even the Marlins made the playoffs last year. That's not a bad team. Even a team like Washington gave the Mets fits last year. They're kind of building in the right direction, probably a year or two away from competing for a playoff spot. But with all the pieces they got for Soto and for Scherzer, high draft picks, Washington is going to be improving, I I think, at some point. So uh, I just think it's a long year for the Mets. I just don't think they have enough pitching. Quintana, the only pitcher in that as of now, projected opening day rotation with a sub four ERA from last year. That kind of paints the picture of where the Mets uh, are at. Speaking of other big market teams here, Will, in another sport, we'll get one more in here for you. Uh, Lakers, eighth toughest schedule rest of the season. They lose last night with no LeBron at Golden State. What are you and how are you attacking these Lakers uh, in-season betting markets? Yeah, we're up to minus 165 at DraftKings to miss the playoffs. Good. Give DraftKings credit because it's a two-way market. Some of these other books, you look around, it's just a one-way market. You can only bet yes playoffs. Uh, I think they're going to miss. I mean, they're they're headed for a 10 seed. They're in the nine now. They're only a half game against Golden State. But the Lakers' schedule is so much tougher than the Warriors. Warriors have an easy schedule. Lakers have one of the tougher schedules. And look, you've had perfect health pretty much from LeBron and Davis, and you're still only a couple games over 500. I, I think the play-in sort of gets lumped together like it's one big thing. There's a big difference between seven, eight, nine. 10 Lakers are looking at a 10 seed. And if you're a 10 seed, that means a, a, a road game at Golden State. And if you win that, a road game at probably like Phoenix, something like that, that's a two team parley that's going to be really tough for them to hit. Who knows if LeBron and Davis are even healthy by then? Yeah. Uh, I, I think minus 165 is a good deal here, a, a good price. Lakers minus 165 to miss the playoffs. And I see Kelly's nodding his head in, uh, in approval of that bet. So I, I mean, it, it's not a bet I'm running to make, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I understand why some people feel that way. And this, it, the biggest thing, against the Lakers is exactly what Will said. They've been healthy. The two stars have been healthy basically the entirety of the season and this is not any better than what no we doubt. were looking at here. Absolutely. At Not The Will Hill where you can find Will Hill's outstanding work. When am I getting that pod uh, invite, Will? I hear your new podcast is, uh, is, is rising Uh-oh. up the charts. Yes, I got to keep you in mind. I got to have you on. I had Ian Eagle on today, but you, ben, ben Wilson coming soon. Ian Eagle. It's a bit of just like a slight drop off in that in that potential guest quality. Well, thanks as always, man. Great to see you. All right. See you guys. Thanks for having me. We will talk our NFL risers and fallers early thoughts on 2024 when we come back.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can bet $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Big thanks to Will Hill for joining us last night. Check out his new podcast, the Shoulda Bet More podcast. He's also on Chris Felica's uh, Bear Bets podcast as well. And we'll have more guests still to come here, kicking off our next hour with Paul Carr to break down this weekend. Big weekend in the Premier League side of things. A whole lot of uh, midweek soccer action across the pond. We'll also get some early MLB talk with Paul Spore of Fangraphs at 1130 Eastern. So a lot of good stuff uh, still to come, Kelly. Thanks for, uh, I, sh- you know, I, w- I should have been smarter to know that Will would not forget that Princeton uh, beat my alma mater in the tournament last year, but that was very savvy. <laughs> but you, you set you, that up You nicely. know my mind's not like fully there this early, so you're like, oh, you're just totally going to get past him. And it, and it did. Well, job well done, 100%, Kelly. Nice work. <laughs> he got there. Got anyway. over. Got home. It, it did get home. Uh, we will transition here a little bit. We talked to NFL earlier in the day. There uh, there was the first restructuring we talked about on the quarterback side, Geno Smith. And uh, you think about the news here uh, coming out as we get ready for this whole offseason uh, segment as well. Sounds like there's going to be another one as well. And we're expecting to hear more and more of these, Kelly, as we uh, approach you know, the whole draft cycle, free agency cycle. But uh, now out of New Orleans where they are going, they are that is the worst cap situation by far. And it yeah. sounds like uh, news today that it will be Derek Carr who is getting a restructuring as well. Yep. Um, so yeah, if uh, Saints fans out there, congratulations! You get another year. Of Derek Carr is what it sounds like. <laughs> Big congrats! <laughs> Big congrats! They're throwing parades on Bourbon Street. Man, that was a team that man. That, I, I mean, the, thank God you play in the NFC South because that record yeah. looks a whole lot better than how how bad that team actually was. And they, they were a team I didn't think was going to be very good. Uh, I thought one of those other teams was live to win the NFC South this past year, but man, they were they were even worse than what I thought they were going to be. It was ugly. Yeah. And that's back-to-back years with a head coach in Dennis Allen who is a massive liability, and that they bring him back again. 
Uh, they basically had Pete Carmichael as the fall guy, the longtime OC, back to the Sean Payton days and, and get rid of him. But, yeah, what, like, what do you expect now going forward? Worst cap situation in the league, even with this restructuring. That will only be one very small piece there for New Orleans. A team I, you know, I kind of wanted to consider. We're doing our risers and fallers right now, Kelly. I just couldn't get there with, uh, with the cap situation, with, with Allen being back for another year, with Carr's deal and the fact that he is locked in as quarterback there for the Saints. So I ultimately stayed away uh, there from the New Orleans Saints. I just, I just couldn't get there as much as you know defensively that's a team that should be good but I have a lot of question marks there so I don't know how you attack this just from a general perspective and I, I should say I, we, we reserve the right to change our minds on this approximately 289 oh, yeah, yeah, times yeah. between now and uh, week one 2024 I changed I, my mind after I saw one of the ones you submitted oh really yeah yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Okay. you swayed me on one Dang. but yeah but we're, we'll get into these we laid this out in loose loose terminology yes. right, top risers and fallers biggest difference in wins from a season ago right so that's kind of how we attacked it but you know with a little bit of nuance in there absolutely I, and i would i kind of i tried to go maybe off the beaten path and take the non like obvious teams yeah. who are you look at on paper and you go okay they are they are sure to be better teams Arizona's a team that I'm really high on now coming into the offseason, and so much of this will depend on what do the Cardinals actually like to do? How aggressive are they with a whole lot of cap space, with two first-round draft picks, and now a healthy quarterback in Kyler Murray coming off injury? Almost $45 million in cap space. Yeah. And it's a team that, at least in my power ratings, finished, I had them 27th, and that might have even been a little bit conservative for a team that started dead last and by a huge margin in the league. It also was apparent from the head coaching angle with Jonathan Gannon, his impact and his loss from leaving Philadelphia was really felt hard by the Eagles. And it was obvious in retrospect just how much he meant to that team. I love the fire that he coached with, the way the Cardinals were in so many games, the 4-13 and record not really indicative of what they could be. If they're able to, if you know, they use the draft and they're able to use all that cap money available to them to shore up the defensive end where they were bottom five across the board. And that offense by the end of the year with Kyler Murray in their final five games, they were a top 12 offense and had all sorts of explosive plays up and down the mm -hmm. field. They just couldn't get stops in the crucial stretches. If they're able to do that, Kelly, that's a team that very easily within an NFC West that's kind of in, in some flux right now. We don't know what to expect with Seattle. Rams are sort of a wild card as well next year. That could easily be a team that wins seven, eight. Games. Yeah, I, I like it. That was the one that I saw uh, when you sent in and just kind of smacked my forehead. Like, why didn't I think about this one? Because I'm with you. I think you're what we've seen the past couple of years is and I feel like this doesn't get brought up enough, but I obviously Kyler Murray on off the field. That's a big deal. It is. We might still be trying to figure out how good Kyler Murray can be and how, how good will he be? And maybe we figured out you know, roughly where a ceiling's at for him. But still, he's been much better than the other yep. quarterbacks Arizona's had to lean on when he's missed time over the past couple of years. It's really not even comparable. And like the and the one I always keep going back to, it, it, it's just we've gotten to this point with running backs where, where we talk about them and how, okay, it's not worth using draft picks on them. It's not worth paying them. And I think that translates to some people's minds of them not being – like really worth anything on the field. And I feel like James Conner on off splits matter about yeah. as much as any running back in the NFL when he's in there and healthy. He, he, they look like a completely different offense. So you, you're going to have that back. Okay. Hollywood Brown's gone, right? But you're likely, I think they're drafting Marvin Harrison jr. So you're going to get the, one of the prized wide receivers to come out in the draft uh, in a long time heading there, I think next year. And like you said, you got all this cap space to build around. I I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I think this is from a team that we're looked at a year ago with four wins. Wins. I, I don't think we should be surprised if we're talking seven, yep. eight wins, something like that next year. Everybody bet under on Arizona last year. Win total's not out yet, but that's a number that bears monitoring once those numbers are officially released. Vikings is the other riser for me. It's it, Again, it's very much correlated, though, to does Kirk Cousins come back there? And he's we talked about this uh, the other day, Kelly, minus 200 for the Vikings to be the next team he's with. Yeah. You know, how healthy is he? I also at least believe from Brian Flores' perspective, second year is at D.C., that, that unit is going to take a big leap forward. He already took a dumpster. Fire, yeah. dumpster fire group with the youngest cornerbacks in the league to basically middle of the pack last year. So I certainly believe as much as people want to poo poo Minnesota and the future with cousins, if he's back, our uh, future is bright there. That's really what went into my thought on the risers. Uh, where were you at as far as teams you expect to take a leap forward as we start on the positives here in 2024? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so again, Cardinals, I would add on, uh, add on my list. I, I went three each over here, but I did. Yes, I took the easy way out with the chargers. I do think that chargers team is a uh, 
I'm not going to sit here and say that, hey, they're going to make a playoffs or make a long run in the playoffs, but I do expect that team to be significantly better from where they actually ended up in the standings and where they will be at uh, next year. I think that's a team that you're going to see at least in the middle of the pack. Um, And Bengals, look, Joe Burrow going to be back. You're you're likely going to have T. Higgins get franchise tagged and be back there. Um, They're going to have... A lot of weapons with a healthy Joe Burrow. I think for a Bengals team that he, that even you know did fairly well down the stretch last year to even kind of keep themselves in that in that playoff conversation, um, you know finishing at nine and eight. I, yes, I think realistically this is a team we can talk about making that leap up to 11, 12, 13 wins in the AFC, which I know is very tough. Um, and then last one I put there is Falcons, but that, you know very speculative of me. I think that is I think that's where Justin Fields is going to mm, land. Yeah. I love what they have going on the offensive side of the ball with the weapons right now um and, and that nfc south is still going to be bad they're still it's still going to be a really bad division and i think that falcons team from uh, you know putting on a great defensive uh uh putting out a great defense last year you finish at seven and ten i don't think it's crazy if the rest of the nfc south is really bad for them to pick up a few more sure. wins off of what they finished out last year so chargers Bengals, falcons for kelly on the risers i'm going with the vikings as well as the cardinals for mine as far as fallers we do agree on one and it's the cleveland browns yep. i just can't get past the fact that since Deshaun watson came to cleveland his statistical profile advanced metrically is basically on par with desmond ritter not a quarterback you want to be on par with. Who was one of the worst guys in the league last year. And the defense definitely overachieved. They were they were bottom 10 on the road down the stretch. Padded their numbers with some weak competition coming into uh, the dog pound there last year. Teams 20 million over the cap. No first round pick. You figure the Bengals will be better with a healthy Burrow. I, I see tough days ahead, Kelly. And maybe this is going to be a, a pick that a lot of people have uh, based on how you and I think about it. Yeah, it's not as and it's not as much about Deshaun Watson. I'm still not completely ruling out finding some success in Cleveland. It's a little bit about the defense for me that you just brought up. And it's a lot about the division, right? I mean, I brought up the Falcons in the NFC South. This AFC North is brutally tough. Um, And if I think Cincinnati's really going to take a big step forward next year, I really don't think Baltimore is going away. So you're talking about two extremely tough teams in that division already. I also had the Dolphins as a faller, and it's simple. You lose one of the best DCs in the league in Vic Fangio, let him go to Philadelphia. Guy who turned a bottom eight defense into a legit top 15 unit last year, and a team that was kind of a paper, paper tiger in general, finished one and six against above 500 teams. Uh, that's just a classic, you know, regression to the mean type candidate for me, Kelly. Feels very much like we're talking about the Dolphins next year as. Like, okay, Mike McDaniel is the genius we thought he is, and this is one of the best teams in the AFC, and that's where they're going to remain, or they regress, like, all around from last yeah. year and, and fall back to the kind of middle of the pack. Yeah, real quick, just mine uh, that I did have down there. Browns, we shared. Steelers, you know, everybody me with the Steelers. Uh, yeah. I just don't <laughs> think they're well going to go 10 wins. Back at it. Yeah, back at it, Ben. Oh, I don't man. think it's happening again. Um, and then the Bucks. Bucks are a team I was a little bit higher on going into the season last year. I think that's going to be a tough one for them to repeat what they did a year ago. And some of those pieces that were been hanging around from the Super Bowl win is going to start to disappear. This team's going to change and look a little bit different. Uh, it is a team. You were the only people I knew who were on the Bucks preseason last year, but now you're flipping. And again, we will reserve the right to change our opinions on these as well. Uh, that does it for our one of a numbers game here on VEASAN. Up next on the DraftKings Network, it's the Dan Lebitard Show on VEASAN. Paul Carr joins us to talk Premier League next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.